Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. In this podcast, we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. This is a special night in the television graveyard. I think the subject of this show would like to be here very much. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Thanks for the wake-up crawl. That's the line you went with. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of the lines in this show you need two people. So, I went with that one. So, we are doing The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Yes. I loved this show so much. I watched this first run. Yes, I remember that. It's only from 2018, so it's not that long ago. Yeah, this is, I believe, the newest show that we've covered. I believe so, yes. Because Life Sentence was 2017, right? Yes. And this is our first Netflix original that we've covered. I believe you're right. So this is a very interesting uh, look into the television graveyard. It's a very new plot for us. Yep. Although the way they're starting to cancel Netflix shows, it seems yeah, like the Yeah, it's plot... filling up. It is. There's a bunch of freshly dug graves around this one. Yeah, there's a bunch of unfilled holes that they're like, in one year, this one's going to be full. Yes. So, yeah, there's the Netflix we, has now been around long enough that shows are starting to go off the air. Yeah. And... They're also not giving everything a second season the way they used to. True. And in this case, this was one of the ones that did not get a second season. Yes. So, this is The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Yes. This is half crafting baking show. Yes. Half puppet horror show. Yeah, it's half Tales from the Crypt, half... uh. Great British baking show. Yeah, I guess. It's like the baking parts are very gentle and sweet. Mm -hmm. And the plot tends to be a bit darker. Yes. So the intro we hear. On the top of a dark and distant mountain, there is a beautiful and talented woman who uses her unique skills to create hauntingly disturbing confections. She finds beauty in the art of darkness with each creation and shares them with us. The unusual creatures she has taken into her home. Welcome to the curious creations of Christine McConnell. We see the establishing shots of her house and it is immaculately decorated and beautiful. Yes. But very sinister. Yes, very macabre. It's very um, Haunted Mansion-esque. Yes. Like, if you've ever been to Disney's Haunted Mansion, it has a lot of those vibes. Very upscale and very beautiful, Mm -hmm. but with those, like, creepy little twists. Yes, yes. Her cabinets are like a spider web design. Yeah. Stuff like that. She did those herself. Did she? She built the set? A lot of it, yeah. Really? Yeah, and the uh, set dresser also uh, took stuff from her house. Oh, really? Because in one of the bedroom scenes, they were filming it, and Christine turned to the set dresser and went, I have pillows just like that. And the set dresser's like, you sure? Yes, you do. <laughs> the set dresser's like, those are from your house. <laughs> so, which shows that Christine McConnell's way more chill than I am, because I would have noticed stuff missing from yeah. my home. 
but there's a plate with a tarantula on it. And the first thing we see is Christine delicately reach for it and take a bite. Yes. And it's a crunchy cookie. Yay. And then she allows Rose to eat the rest of the cookies. Let's talk about Rose. Yes. Rose is a, has the face of a raccoon, but is actually a stitched up bunch of different types of roadkill. It's mostly raccoon and skunk. I thought there was some possum involved. I said mostly. Okay. Uh, she also doesn't have a hand. Yeah, she has a fork instead. Which you didn't know the first time you watched it. Yeah, the first time I saw this, I thought it was just her holding a fork the whole time. But uh, no, she, she's missing a hand and just has a fork. Yes, and Christine is painting a human skull. Yes. And Christine allows Rose to eat the rest of the tarantula cookies, despite, quote, what she did to Mr. Bailey, and gestures to the skull. Yeah. Ostensibly, the skull used to belong yeah. to. Very Adam's family type humor here. And we also meet Rankle. Yes. Uh, Rankle's is the Egyptian cat. Yes, he's he's clearly been mummified. And he and... was at a thrift store. Yeah. And Christine found him. Christine found him and resurrected him. As you do. And uh, basically, Rankle, every once in a while, will mention that he used to be worshipped as a god. Yes, he does this fairly frequently. And uh, he's our snarky cast member. Everyone's pretty snarky, but he is the snarkiest. Yes. So, they hear a howl in the distance. And Rankle and Rose snipe at each other. A lot of the dialogue is Rankle and Rose not getting along with one another. Yeah. And Christine is not concerned. No. And Rankle go- Rose goes, who's coming? And Christine says simply, someone I sent for. Right. And we never really get any more explanation beyond that. No. And we actually do meet the character. And it's a character in the rest of the series. Yes. Um, so then we get to the first cooking segment. Yes. Peanut butter filled pretzel bones filled with uh, with white chocolate. Yes. This is the first recipe we see her make. And this sets a pretty accurate tone. Right. In that it is something that you could make fairly easily at home. But she goes four or five extra steps beyond what anyone would logically do for like a Halloween party. Yeah. So... Uh, there's a really good joke in here where Christine does the food, the food network speaking to the audience. Like, you're gonna take your peanut butter, your butter, and your confectioner sugar. And Rankle goes, who is she talking to? (laughs) Yes. And they do that joke a couple times and it's still funny. It's funny every time. They don't overdo it. They don't do it every episode. They do it every couple. It's a good... Who is she talking to? She's a bit mad. Peanut butter dough on a pretzel... Made into a bone shaped and dipped in white chocolate. Yes. So this one does feel somewhat attainable. Yeah? Uh, Because you mold this peanut butter dough around a pretzel. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, again, this one step beyond it. She freezes it and then shaves down the dough to make a really accurate shape. Yes. Uh, And then she dips it in white chocolate and then also shaves that down and then texturizes it with uh, sculpting sculpting tools. tools. And airbrushes it. I think if you took out the sculpting tools and the airbrushing, this is something a Pinterest mom would do. Yeah. Do you, do you think you could do this? Do I think I could do a version of this or the way she did it? Do you, Yeah. Do, like, how good do you think yours would be? I think we should do that for every recipe. 
For this one, I think I would make something that is recognizable as a bone. Okay. And is edible. All right. I'm right there with you. Like, I don't think it would be anywhere approaching as beautiful as hers. I don't own a home airbrush. Yeah, Christine McConnell, the two things that she seems to assume everyone owns are an airbrush and that was a, a Dremel tool. The, the a Dremel tool. She brings it. Just take out your Dremel tool and sculpt it into a shape that you like. It's like, what? Uh, we meet another character. We meet Millie the Tentacle Monster who lives in the fridge. Yes, which is like Thing. Yeah, it, to me it actually reminded me a lot of Alton Brown. Okay, yeah. And there's definitely Good Eats bones in this show. Yeah. Um, this Good Eats is a very good cousin to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a note about how much I hate white chocolate. <laughs> I know you hate white uh, chocolate. She says, like, realism is the goal, and she has an insane attention to detail, even on what this is, like, cookies. Yeah. Is it a cookie? She said, she calls it a cookie. Yeah, and that bothered me. Because it's not, it's never baked. No. Um, this is, this is the first time I make the joke of Christine is an artist and food is a medium. Yeah. Because, like, you, you can't make, like, 50 of these realistically. No. Uh, she airbrushes them. Uh, Rose eats the, one of the bones out of Christine's hand as there's a knock on the door. And then we get the first really filthy joke of the show. Yeah. Where Rankle turns to Christine and goes... I better go with Rose to answer the door. I better make sure she doesn't fornicate with whatever's at the door. <laughs> and this is when I start to realize why the show might not have done as well. Uh, the show has a lot of this kind of humor. This very, like, sexually tinged humor. You don't see anything specific, mm-hmm. but verbally, it's a lot like hearing 14-year-olds talk to each other. Yeah, and like, it's one of those things where you see puppets and you think kids show. Yes, and, and it's not. And it is not at all. So then a, a huge and hulking creature collapses in the doorway with a tag around his neck that says, do not feed him flesh. And then uh, he turns out to be Edgar, for Edgar. whom Christine sent. Yes, he's like a big wolfman. He's like a Chewbacca. He's he's like a hairy Sweetums. Sweetums is what I was thinking. Ludo from Labyrinth. Ludo, also. yes. Um... I'm going to check to make sure I got that name right, but I'm pretty sure Ludo is who I'm thinking of. The uh, big brown fellow. Yep, Ludo. So the big brown fluffy fellow. Right. And he is being welcomed into their home because Christine takes in strays like this. So uh, they introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. Rankle has another good zinger. About Rose, where he says, her talents include binging on trash and insatiable libido for the neighborhood dogs. <laughs> um, Rankle is friendlier to Edgar. Yes. Then Rose is. Rose immediately hates him. And they explain their origins a little bit, which we already talked about. Uh, Christine feeds Edgar and offers to find him a place to sleep. And then warns Rose and Rankle, not, no murder plots. Right. Which I think is a really important thing that Christine knows the creatures who live in her house fairly well yeah that they're murderous yeah that they're horrifying so the next thing she's going to do is make a version of the house yes in cake form for a welcome party for edgar yes so she makes a cake version of the house that they are currently living in it's about two and a half three feet tall from the look of it Mm -hmm. it's huge and she makes it a little bit of a monster house like she gives it eyes and teeth 
Well, it should be stated that, like, this house isn't a real house. Whenever they show an exterior of the house, it's clearly a model that she probably made. Yeah. Just for funsies. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she makes everything look crazy easy. I didn't write down a lot of the steps to the house because there were so many. Well, the show takes a lot of, like, liberties with, like, assuming you know things. Yeah. Because, like, step one is, like, take your finished cakes and stack them on top of each other. Like, there's no explanation of, like, how to make a cake. Yeah, if it's me, it's coming out of a box, yo. Yeah, so it's... Or I'm calling Costco and ordering them. (laughs) Yeah, so... We start by stacking cakes on wooden dowels. Yes. And... Which is a common trick. Yeah. Because this reminds me a little bit of Ace of Cakes. Mm-hmm. In that, uh, in that we're not really supposed to be able to emulate everything. Yes. Because Ace of Cakes, they show you how it's done. And they'll be like, yeah, this is gum paste. Or this is fondant. But you don't really get the full yeah. experience. It's not a how-to. She gives you little tips. Like, she talks about how you mix uh, powdered food dye with vodka Mm -hmm. to paint with because the alcohol will dry quickly. There's also a weird thing that I start to notice in that there's a very different sound quality Mm -hmm. when she's adding in VO. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Would you believe that she recorded her own voiceover for the show? Yeah, of course. No, not like that's her voice. Like... Like, she did it. Like, she recorded... Like, how we're recording this right now, like, she did her own... Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. it sounds very different. Yeah, like, she she DIY'd her voiceover. Like, she's laying on her couch. I don't think she's laying... <laughs> she's sitting at her elaborate bureau full of human skulls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She um, made her own microphone out of... With her Dremel tool. <laughs> with her Dremel tool out of the skulls of her enemies. Or people Rosenrankle killed, yeah. more likely. Um, so she makes everything look easy, and then she makes little edible Edgars. Yes. And she's like, I made a huge one so that you could see what they look like. So the hair is coconut. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. They're made yeah. out of Rice Krispie Treats. I'd eat it. Yeah, it looked it looked delicious. So Rose and Rankle are planning to kill Edgar. And this is how the show is. It goes in and out from between, like, plot, cooking, plot, cooking, plot. Yeah. Uh, so Rose starts putting rat poison on the cake. Yes. Which is such a bad plan. Because, like, what if Christine ate that piece? Yeah, you're ruining a perfectly good cake. So Edgar arrives, Rose panics, and knocks the beautiful poison cake over. Mm-hmm. And then Edgar presents Christine with a gift. He has drawn a beautiful drawing of the whole family. Yes, and it's awesome. Yeah, like... And you get the idea. You're like, oh, this is why he's going to fit in in this household. Yeah. I wanted to buy it when I saw it. I was like, would we put this in our home? Uh, So it's this beautiful drawing. And then, but Rose is still mad. Mm -hmm. Christine is fully charmed, thrilled that she's letting Edgar stay there. And Christine wheels in a second cake. Yes, because she always has a spare. Uh, Christine is definitely dark Mary Poppins. Like, they definitely set up that she is... Not normal. Like, she lives in this very magical world. Mm -hmm. And we don't see her do anything inherently impossible. But we kind of see her, like, she has this whole second elaborate cake. Yeah, like, she's able to do so... Like, there's a couple jokes where, like, 
they get up and the house looks different. Yes. And they're like, how did she do this? And she never, like, she's always immaculately coiffed. Yeah. She's always gorgeous Mm -hmm. in her handmade dresses. Yeah. Yeah. She makes me feel very insecure about myself in every possible way. Yeah, we'll Um, we'll get to that. I'm going to make some frozen chicken nuggets later. Nice. Uh, So... Christine and Edgar embrace, and then someone throws a brick through Christine's window. Yeah. With the words, keep it down, freaks. Yeah. Edgar howls, and that's the end of the first episode. That never comes up again. I mean, the next uh, the next episode is a conflict with one of the neighbors. Yeah, but it's not implying that he's the one who threw the brick. It's true. I mean, this is always the pilot like, the first episode always has at least one element that doesn't come back in the rest of the show. Yeah, I just, I, it hooked me on this idea of this is a ragtag group that really doesn't get along with each other, but they're being oppressed for being different. Yes. And that's a theme we never really revisit. I wonder if it's something we might have seen again in the second season, because the, there is a plot arc for the rest of the season. True. Uh, So we actually do come the next day. This is the only time it's really, like, pretty obvious it's the next day. Right. Everyone's kind of sleeping off the party. Mm Mm-hmm. And Christine is up and immaculate, and Rose is covered in the detritus from an entire box of chocolates. And Christine made a blueberry coffee cake. And the, uh, the, she has, like, a coffee cake next to a golden black coffee urn. Yes. And then the coffee cake... Uh, distributes coffee. And she announces that she found it at a tag sale. Yes. So she made this beautiful golden black coffee urn shaped cake. Yes. To be a coffee cake. And that's when I realized the thing with Christine McConnell. She is Tim Burton's Willy Wonka. And she's a better one than Johnny Depp. Yeah. Because like, cause she takes the bite out of the, the saucer. The cup yeah. and saucer. She is very much Willy Wonka by way of Tim Burton. In a more successful version. Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, little things here that, like, really show her skill. Uh, One of which being, like, you now make the handle to the coffee cup. I made them into bat wings. It's like that little, like, extra. Like, the fact that you've made a coffee cup that's edible is already super impressive. Now we're also going to make it look sinister. Yeah, like, we're also going to add that little touch to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we never said with the house. How successful do you think your house would look? Oh, uh, not great. That's not going to be good at all. We made a gingerbread house early on in our and relationship. it was a monster house. Well, one of the one of the walls caved in, <laughs> so we just we leaned into it and gave it teeth and made it a monster. Yeah. And there's got to be a picture of it somewhere because your sister did like this beautiful, perfect gingerbread house, and then ours. I think I had like legs sticking out of it. Like I started to like really lean into the macabre with it. Yeah. So hers was like the night before Christmas and ours was like the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. I would do that again. Uh, in terms of this coffee pot, it looks impossible to me. Yeah. Like she talks about, and and there are tips in here, like, you know, keep the brush moist when you're painting with food paint, but not sopping wet because it'll drip. And those are the tips I think you can really yeah. get. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I don't think I could do this, but her explanation on edible metallic paint is helpful for something that I might want to do. Yeah, because I'm... I might want to make a sheet cake that looks like copper. <laughs> yeah, like, I might... I'm an amateur baker, and I'm like, oh, I have these sugar cookies that look like the Hogwarts crests. 
Right. I could see myself maybe wanting gold metallic for Gryffindor and silver metallic for Slytherin. Yeah. And so, like, I could see myself maybe doing these, but not on this scale. She makes this cake. She talks about, like, oh, I paint, I made molasses cookies painted black for the spout, handles, and feet. And they're beautiful, and she clearly did them freehand. Yeah. Or she makes stencils. She has a big one for, I made a stencil. Yes. She made the stencil. Mm-hmm. But it keeps everything working together. And then uh, we meet Mr. Ketchum, one of the neighbors. Uh, Rose has dug up his garden and had sex with his garden gnome. Mr. Grumble's the garden gnome, yes. Yes. And Christine apologizes and invites him in for coffee and cake as Rose flirts with the garden gnome. Yes. Rose is quite the flirt. Yeah, Rose is a lot. Uh, I love Rose. And then Edgar knocks out Mr. Ketchum, calling it shushy time. Yeah, it's shushy time. And uh, the next thing we see, Christine goes to get coffee and cake to serve Mr. Ketchum. And Rose, Edgar, Rankle, and Mr. Ketchum... Are all gone. Yes. Mr. Grumbles is on the end table, safe and accounted for. Mm-hmm. So, so it turns out that Rose and Rankle and Edgar have tied Mr. Ketchum to a table mm-hmm. and put a ball gag on his mouth. Yeah. It's never actually in his mouth, which is weird. We need him to be able to talk for the dialogue. I, yeah, I guess. But this is confirmed what happened to Ash's dad. What? This is what happened to Ash Ketchum's father. Oh my god. That's why we don't see him, is because he was kidnapped by the Christine. He doesn't know that his son just won the Pokemon League for the first time. I I accept it as canon. Rose is like one step away from being a Pokemon anyway. Yeah, there you go. Edgar is like, should we kill him? Should we ask permission? Should should we ask Christine? (laughs) And then Bernard... Who we don't see much of. He's a creepy Muppet that lives in yeah, the basement. You, you only see, see his, his eyes. You occasionally see his, you see his uh, hand once. Oh, yeah. Well, you, they create an impression that he's gigantic. Right. And there's a big sign like you would see in a deli. Oh, right. Like, X days since last injury. It's eight days since last fatality. In two more, you get banana splits. Yes. And Bernard doesn't want them to kill Mr. Ketchum because he wants a banana split. Yeah. So then Rose uh, goes upstairs because Christine's narrating. Right. And then Rose is like, oh no, who are you talking to? (laughs) Um, So Christine's making a gift basket. Yes. I'm an amateur candle maker. And this is where my notes say, oh, come on! (laughs) (laughs) She makes... um, these two-toned candles, she makes them uh, white over black, and they look like scary birch trees. Yeah. She uses a fork to engrave in, like, the barky mm-hmm. texture. I I think I could make this one. I feel like I could make it, too, if I had any skills in making candles already. Like, if this was the first candle I'd try to make, it probably wouldn't be as beautiful as hers. But... I had confidence in this one. Yeah, this one felt possible. Uh, so then we see Edgar, Rose, oh, and... Wait a minute, you're, you're skipping over my favorite line. Yes. Where Christine McConnell puts everything in a gift basket because it's an apology gift basket for Mr. Ketchum. Yes. And Rose goes, you know, you could have just bought all this stuff. You buy all this stuff. 
And then for the only time in the whole series, Christina's pissed. Yeah, you see her get upset and she just like clutches some scissors. And it's the and it's the only time we see Christine actually like perturbed. But like this is one of the most important lines in the series to me. Because there's no way you're not thinking that when oh, you watch absolutely. this. It's just like this is a lot of time for something that not enough people are going to care about. I could go to Five Below and buy these scary candles. Yeah. So, like, it was. it's great that they acknowledge that fact. That they're well aware of, like, everything we're doing is super extra and not something you're going to do. And extra is just a good a good way to uh, sum up Christine McConnell. <laughs> yeah. So then we go downstairs and Christine finds that... Edgar Rosenrankel have set up a pit in the pendulum situation yeah. for Mr. Ketchum. And Christine says, like, this is a really nice idea, but there's a structural issue. And points out the structural design flaws. And then everyone blames Bernard. Yeah. And then Bernard blames Rankel. <laughs> and then Christine goes, guys, this isn't very safe. And then puts on these, like, absurdly cute safety goggles. Yes. <laughs> And then the pit in the pendulum starts to swing. Mm-hmm. And we get a good Edgar line of, I smell pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edgar has a lot of really good one-liners like that. I uh, smell pee. Christine stops it. The neighbor is not grateful for the gift basket, but keeps the ball gag. Yes, not for sex stuff. For a friend. For said. a friend. But you're also skipping another fantastic line here. Yes. Of. I do think we should kill him. Oh, with kindness. Oh, that takes so long. Such a great line. <laughs> and it's very much, if you had to sum up the show in that, mm-hmm. it, it's that line. You're right. Yeah. So we're going to get to episode three. Yeah. And it's Christine laying in bed. And she's laying in bed like a, you know, romantic 19th century heroine. Mm-hmm. And then a tarantula is crawling up her arm. Yes. And she says, thanks for the wake-up crawl, Lucille. And we see her discuss something with the woman who lives in her mirror. Yes. Who is a ghost named Vivian, mm-hmm. played by famous burlesque artist Dita Von Teese. Yeah. And uh, Vivian and Wrangle make fun of Christine. Yes. Because all of her clothes are very modest and very simple. And Christine is planning to go see her grandmother. Yes. And stop at the hardware store. So Vivian and Rankle are like, wear something nice to go get a man. Yeah. Um, so Vivian flirts with Rankle and he complains about how he was a god once. Mm-hmm. And like they have a cute little rapport. Yeah. So you get the idea that Vivian actually does get along with everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. But she's only in the mirrors. Right. So we get this cute moment with Rankle of like, I'm going to go have this luxurious tablecloth. Oh yeah, and he she starts the rolling table around, block. and we and then Rose goes, "I'm just gonna sit here," <laughs> which is a whole ass mood. A lot of what Rose says, I'm like, "That's a mood." Yeah, and they make uh, wolf claw donuts. Yes, she makes these beautiful ornate donuts. Yes, and th- they're beautiful. I could never make these. Yeah, they. Well, I, we don't have a Dremel tool. Yeah, if I had a Dremel tool, I think I could. What was it, an almond that yeah. she uses for the nails? I yeah. think I could make a nail. And there's a, a nail. There's a great moment where she's showing you the claw, 
And then you hear Ranko go, clever girl. Yes. That made me happy because I love Jurassic Park. She puts together a gift basket with knitting needles and crosswords for her grandmother. And then the tentacle monster just hands her a a bottle of brandy. (laughs) Because the tentacle monster gets grandma. Yeah. And then uh, we smash cut to Christine arriving to go see her grandmother. Who was in a graveyard. Yeah, she's just sitting on her grave. Yeah, like... But, like, Grandma's hand keeps coming up to, yeah, like, eat a donut. stuff. So, and she's, like, talking to her grandmother. And a young man approaches Grandma Louise's grave. And as the man approaches, Louise's hand comes out and just takes the bottle of brandy. <laughs> yeah, this is mine now. And his name is Norman. He's very handsome. And he asks Christine for a date. Yes, it's very cute. Yeah, and, uh... Christine announces to All and Sundry when she gets home that she's invited him to the house. Yes. And Rankle's like, what if he's a murderer? And Christine's like, then he's a murderer, I guess. You met a loose man at a graveyard. Uh, So she makes a chicken pot pie. Yeah. This is insanity. Shaped like an actual chicken. Um, She makes this, like, ridiculous ridiculous yeah there's no way i'm doing this like this is so elaborate and it's super cool but there's no way anyone in my life would appreciate it enough no um so rose has been kidnapped by rankle and wrapped in saran wrap in the pantry and when um christine goes to find something she finds rose right and she's like rankle did it and that there's my favorite line Snitches get stitches, and or snitches get gutted and sacrificed to Anubis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a great... I thought that was the line you were yeah. going to go with. Oh, I forgot about that line, because it rhymed in the original Egyptian. That doesn't rhyme! It did in the original Egyptian. <laughs> uh, so then, Christine's making her own dress. Yeah, she makes... And I feel like nothing is explained in how to make this She actually dress. explains darts really well, which I didn't really know how they worked. Yeah. And it's not so much something you see in men's clothing, I don't think, but you see it a lot more in women's clothing because it's more how to make flat fabric fit right. a curve. So that was like a cool explanation. She makes these things, but only really ever explains one or two pieces of what she's doing. She also explains a lot about like patterns and taking your measurements and the dress is stunning. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, it's this, like, Jessica Rabbity mm-hmm. red satin dress. Yes. She's looking quite hot. So, Norman comes in. Norman's always dressed as a lumberjack. I wouldn't call it a lumberjack. He's always in, like, flannel. He's in a tie. Oh, you're right. In this episode, he is in a tie. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I Guess I'm wrong. Ah, got it recorded. <sighs> oh, you know, in all the publicity photos, they're from the Halloween episode. But he's like, he looks like a college professor. Yeah. He's got like the horn-rimmed glasses, the mm-hmm. sweater vest, yeah. the blazer. He works on madness. Yeah, like, he's teaching marketing 201. Yes. Like, he's boring looking. But very attractive. Mm-hmm. And Rose? Is on it. Yeah. Physically. Mm-hmm. Sexually. All over it. Uh, and Edgar and Norman quickly build a rapport. Yeah. He thinks Edgar's adorable and gives him scritches. Yeah. And then... But Edgar thinks he smells weird. 
Well, because Edgar smells blood. Yes. He doesn't say blood initially, though. Well, did you notice that he shows up with flowers wrapped in blood? I didn't notice they were wrapped in blood. Yeah, it's wrapped in something like white, and there's clearly blood on it. Yeah, they, they very much telegraph that Norman's a creep. Yes. Like, Christine then asks him to carve the pot pie, and Norman kind of plays with the knife and checks the balance of the knife. And then stabs the crap out of it instead yeah. of, like, carving it normally. So he stabs the crap out of it and then hands, like, a nice slice of it to somebody. Uh, it is a giant chicken-looking chicken, chicken yes. pot pie. Uh, and Edgar is freaking out. He's in the shadows because he smells blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine makes him come out of the shadows and then we cut to after dinner. And Norman's like, I don't usually like savory stuff. I usually prefer sweets. Yeah. And Christine is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a sweet tooth. That's why I came up to you in the graveyard. I noticed your wolf claws. Or, <laughs> I noticed your donuts. donuts. <laughs> and he says that, and, like, the camera kind of lingers on her chest in a way that's a little bit, like, mm-hmm. funny and awkward. Well, this is also the point where she says something like, uh, they, you know, I hope that my friends here didn't upset you. They all thought that you were going to be a serial killer. Not, Not that, that that would turn, turn me off. off. <laughs> and they almost kiss, and then Edgar kind of comes between them. Mm-hmm. And then Edgar howls, and so does Norman. And it's like this weirdly heartwarming family moment. So I'm trying to figure out if, like, Norman was planning to murder Christine. And I, then got there and was like, I could, I could work with this in my I life. I never got that vibe. Yeah, he doesn't seem... He seems awkward. Mm-hmm. But, like... They originally, Christine McConnell wanted someone less attractive than Adam Mayfield to play uh, Norman. She was, she mentioned like Adam Driver or like Michael Shannon. Yeah. I think getting someone like Adam Mayfield was a really good choice though. Because he kind of brings this like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Like you could see where he'd be able to lure someone away. Yeah. Serial killers are charismatic. He's charismatic. He's attractive. And I hate to say it, the biases implicit in people, people are more likely to let something weird a hot guy does get by. Yeah. Like, oh, that's weird that Norman has his flowers wrapped in blood. He must have cut his hand in the car. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're more willing to accept a weird explanation because he's cute. He's checking out the balance of the knife. He must be a sword enthusiast. Yeah, or a really good cook. Yeah. So it's this very good, like, setup for him. He's very obviously a serial killer, but uh, we don't know it for sure. Right. Episode four is the Ouija board episode. (laughs) This is a great reveal. They're playing with a spirit board in the beginning. They do say spirit board. Yes, because Ouija board. Ouija is copyrighted. So they're making this, they're on this, you know, gorgeous antique looking spirit board Asking questions. Yes, and it's not working out very well. No. They're not getting any signal. And they're like, well, maybe it's old. Maybe there's you know, the spirits aren't right. Maybe it's the fact that it's a cookie. And then she stabs and it. she stabs it and breaks apart. And she takes a bite. And she offers pieces around. She's very yeah. polite. Uh, this is made out of shortbread that's been painted and covered in isomalt, which is like candy glass. Yes. It's a sugar substitute Mm -hmm. that dries hard and clear and shiny like glass. Yeah. It looks awesome. 
Do you think you could do it? I I think I could use isomol because it's just a matter of pouring it on top of something. I don't know if I could paint something to look like wood using food coloring. Yeah. She does an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, I made stained glass food. Yeah. But we used uh, beating up Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, that works too. You would unwrap Jolly Ranchers, put them in a plastic bag, smash them with a hammer, mm-hmm. and then pour them into the holes in the cookie and bake them. Nice. I kind of want to do that again. Okay. You want to bake something stupid later? Maybe. All right. So, uh, she talks about how she connected all the pieces with royal icing, mm-hmm. which has my favorite line from Michael. Oh, yes. You must own stock in royal icing. It's all you ever freaking talk about. <laughs> And we meet Cousin e- cousin Evie in this episode. Oh, yes, yes. Christine's cousin, whose uh, husband and parents both mysteriously died recently. Yeah. She's a bit of a firebug. Mm-hmm. Her husband spontaneously combusted, and her parents died in a house fire. Mm-hmm. And she caused both of them. Yes, it's very clear. She is looking for her parents' will. Yes. And so she asks Christine where she keeps her papers. And she's also planning on squatting in Christine's house. And she's trying to get the house. Yeah, she well, she's trying to get her parents' uh, fortune and then also Christine's house. Yeah. So Christine is very sweet and kind. And she talks about how uh, they used to have tea parties. And she goes yes. like, Evie, can we have a tea party like we used to? And Evie reluctantly allows it. Because mm-hmm. it buys her time to go around Christine's house and... Like, get the law of the land. Yes. This is where she makes the chocolate cups and salsa. Yes, it is. Which, out of everything, this is the one I think I could do the best. Do you? Because it is a matter of putting plastic wrap over a plate, covering it with chocolate, and sticking it in the freezer, and then pulling it out, and you're like, you're done. Well, you can also make it pretty. You could. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and like I think I could make the cups because you just blow up a balloon and dip it in chocolate yeah. and then the freezer. Man, uh, the one thing is I don't think she mentions like don't do this if you have a latex allergy. No, she doesn't. Which I was like, well, you should probably mention that. And uh, Evelyn goes into Christine's room to look for her papers. Almost stomps Lucille. And Vivian catches on. Yes, yeah, because like a typical supervillain, she monologues her plan. Well, she thinks she's alone, too. Yeah. Like, she doesn't realize that the house is, like, weird. Mm-hmm. So Vivian appears in, like, another mirror and tips Christine off. Yeah, and also she was mean to the spider. Yeah, she, well, that's what I said. She almost stomps Lucille. Oh, Lucille, that's her name, right? Yeah. So uh, Vivian warns Christine, and Christine is like, that's fine. Yeah. And so be it. So she then makes another beautiful house cake. Right. But we don't see her do any of it. No, she just, it just happens. Yeah, so we, we really focus on the Ouija board and the tea set in this episode. And then they have this party and, you know, Evie kind of freaks out and almost kills somebody. Yeah. And then uh, Christina reveals that she's called the mental institution. And the men in white coats come to see yeah, her Yeah, just grab her. And that's just it. <laughs> like, well, the last thing we see is that the shot of the cake and it says, farewell, Evie. Yeah, like she knew all along. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it shows a little bit that like she's not, she's still present. She's Christine not McConnell. stupid. Yeah. 
Like, she comes off very innocent, but she's not naive. Yeah. That's why I keep making the comparison of Dark Mary Poppins. Yeah. Like, she's magical and beautiful and nice and omniscient. But she's also just a creeper. Yeah. Uh, the next episode is my favorite episode. Yeah. Rose's birthday. It's Rose's birthday. It's not really her birthday. It's the day that she was sewn together. And brought back to life. Yes. Um, so... Christine, it's the classic birthday plot of they're trying to obfuscate that they have forgotten Rose's birthday to mm. surprise her later. Yes. Um, this is one of the most unrealistic things to me is when they're making Rose's birthday gift the day of. I mean, it's Christine McConnell. She only needs 20 minutes. I know. But I was, I'm like, Christine McConnell also seems like she starts Christmas shopping in August. Um, so she asks Rose to clean Bernard's room because Norman is coming over. Right. And she wants to introduce him to Bernard. Right. Um, and then Rose is very upset. And then we find out what she is making. Christine is making. Yes. She's making a four flavor, because Rose is made out of four different things, mm-hmm. cake in the shape of Rose. Yes. With a heart made out of mottling chocolate. Yeah. Because she loves chocolate. Uh, uh, I could maybe make the cakes. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah, this is... I could probably make the face, but it would look crappy. Yeah. Like, I think I could do the steps, but it would not look good. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I watched Nailed It, which we'll never do here because it's already run for three seasons. Yeah. And a lot of it is they give you all the tools. It'd be like if they put you in Christine McConnell's kitchen. Yeah. And then showed you a picture of uh, the wolf claw. And then was like, go make it. Yeah. So I... I know kind of how to use everything, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be, I'm not a good artist. So, uh, they're making fairy wings for Rose as well. They kind of, they take a lot of time on the Rose cake and I don't write out all the steps because honestly, like nothing really happens. We just watch her make the cake mm-hmm. and Rose is flipping out. Rose feels like she's been forgotten. She keeps trying to like make reasons to come up and see what they're doing. Right. And then we have my favorite line in this or possibly any series. If they don't want me at my worst, I'm going to burn down this goddamn house! <laughs> the fact that she says goddamn is is very interesting to me. It's such a great moment. And I think our neighbors are starting to get concerned because I've been yelling <laughs> at our house a lot recently. And so Rose is trying to commit arson. Yes. Like she's dumping lighter fluid everywhere. <laughs> And Christine comes in and she goes, Rose, what's the first thing I told you? Never leave evidence. (laughs) Yes. Like, Christine is so much more irritated that Rose... Is doing a poor job of burning down this beautiful house. Well, it's like the pit and the pendulum thing. Where she's, like, more angry that they designed it poorly than that they kidnapped Mr. Ketchum. Mm -hmm. And then um, they give Rose her wing and scepter. And Christine consoles her. They didn't forget her. And Norman arrives at the door with flowers for Rose and goes like, how's my birthday girl? Yeah. Like, Norman has very much adopted the rest of them very quickly. Very quickly. And we see the cake, and the cake is horrifying in its final form. Yeah, but it's like, it's it's perfect. Yes. But it's horrifying. Correct. It is immaculately done. Mm -hmm. But dear God, it's a roadkill cake. Yeah. Um... 
And then Christine gives Rose one final gift that we don't see her make at all. Right. It is a new bed shaped like a dumpster. Yes. It's pink and has rose stenciled <laughs> on it. It's the dumpster of my dreams! Rose is a millennial. This is a great show. I love Rose so much. Rose is the standout character. Uh, so Norman carves the cake and chants in Latin over the cake until Christine's like taps him on the shoulder like, cut the cake. Yeah. Um, and then Rose throws Bernard some uh, cake and thanks him for lending her an ear that she then picks up off of, out of her pocket and throws back to him. Mm-hmm. It's ostensibly the mailman's. And this is when we see the serial killer has explained the sixth victim. Yes. He's claimed a sixth victim and uh, some local madman's been picking off sex offenders in the area. And Norman's just like, whoa. How about that? Well, about that local sports team. And there's a great moment of Rose trying to figure out if the wings work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Rankle. Rose is like, do you think the wings really work? <laughs> and Rankle goes, Christine made them. Of course they work. And then Rose jumps off the top of the house. Yep. And Rankle's just like, best birthday ever. And then uh, the last scene is Christine tucks in Rose and promises to love her forever and reminds her that she hides the matches. Yes. So Rose was never going to successfully burn the house down. <laughs> Uh, they exchange I love yous, and then you see Rose sleeping with her favorite ex. Yes. Because she mentions having a favorite ex. Yes. Because she offers to lend it to Norman. Yeah, that's how much she loves Norman. She really, cute. really loves Norman in a sexual way. Episode six. Yes. Last episode. It's Halloween! Yes, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. And... Uh, overnight, Christine has transformed the house into a Halloween wonderland. Yes. Like, they wake up and it's essentially like Christmas morning. Yeah, like, how'd you have time to do this? Like, right down to this terrifying dead black tree. Yeah. In the middle where, like, a Christmas tree would be. And gifts for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose is given a noose. Edgar is given a crossbow. Yes. And Rankle is given a dead bird. And he's like, oh, I can still taste some of its soul. <laughs> So Christine decorated and baked all night, and uh, we see her making shrunken head ornaments for her Halloween tree out of shortbread. Yeah. I could never have done this. Insane. Well, because the first thing she does, she's like, here's my completed cookie. No explanation how the cookie's made. She's like, I'm just going to take my Dremel tool, and I'm going to carve eyes. And I was like, I would have broken this in half immediately. There's no way that I wouldn't have just crumbled this into dust if I tried to. Yeah, shortbread seems like a rough cookie to work with, too, because it is very crumbly. Yeah. It is the crumbliest of the cookies. Uh, And then, this is like an interesting one, because when she's explaining the making of it, uh, anytime we see the pets, there's lightning, and you see a figure with an axe behind, like, out the window. I never caught this. Oh, there's a figure with an axe outside the window. Oh. Interesting. Um, like menacingly. And then, uh, I my quote, they, she makes the ginger dead house. Yes. Because Halloween is their Christmas. This makes me super pissed we didn't get like a Christmas Christmas special. Yeah. I would have liked like a Nightmare Before Christmas kind of special with them. I, know, I also kind of would have liked a Christmas special where they don't care because they're like, Halloween. <laughs> no, I'd like to see like them do creepy Christmas. I'd like to see 
them celebrating Halloween. And as they're celebrating Halloween, Christmas decorations are going up. And <laughs> Christine McConnell being like, no! It is Halloween still. I'd like there to be a, like the house next door is the How same. dare you? The house next door is the same thing as they are, but like she's the Christmas version. <laughs> and it's me. And like the Muppets are cute. You can't decorate for Christmas. It's October 15th. We still have to have Halloween. Don't take this from me. I made this entire elaborate sleigh out of shortbread. No! Christine, can I borrow that Dremel tool? No, you can't! <laughs> um, so then, as night falls, a man comes to the door. And he's got, like, a clear stab wound in his temple. Yes. And uh, Christine opens the door, greets him warmly, and Vivian comes down the stairs. Yes. Fully corporeal. I forgot Because about it's this. Halloween. So she can go step out with her man. Yeah. And as she walks out, we see uh, what appear to be either stab wounds or gunshot wounds in her back. Yes. Because she's wearing a backless dress. They, they do a great job of being like, there is a story here you're not getting yet. Yeah. They do that constantly. Yeah, like everything is... Like, Vivian goes out with her boyfriend. It's totally normal. It also gets rid of Vivian. Yeah. For the end of the story. Uh, which kind of makes sense in context. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the candy spiders. This one feels doable. Except yeah. for the airbrushing. Yeah, because it's all about just taking sugar and, like, molding it while it's hot. Yeah. There's a lot of things she did in this where I was just like, ow! Yeah, if you get used to doing stuff like that, your fingers don't feel it as much. Like, if you talk to someone who works as a chef, yeah, they can, like, put their hand on the burner, practically. Huh. Because, like, they're so used to it. Hmm. Interesting. So I imagine if she bakes that frequently, she's uh, putting... Um, a Werther's butterscotch candies, like the yes, hard butterscotch, was, yeah. hard caramels in the oven, and she takes pieces off and makes little and uh, just grabs them <laughs> with her fingers, and she like makes these very delicate little candy spiders. Yeah, they're cool looking. They're made out of like a peanut, some caramels. Yeah, and they're cool and they're very realistic looking. And I would not want to see one in the wild. Mm-hmm. Uh. And she talks about how, like, she's airbrushing them brown. She's like, this is a brown recluse, but if you want a black widow, marry me. And that's such a good one-liner. Yeah. And then we see the creepy shadows again, like, while Christine's assembling the spiders. No, we don't. Only you do. Edgar does. <laughs> I don't catch it. Edgar notices it. Oh. Um, and then the doorbell rings, and Edgar aims his crossbow at who's at the door. And very cavalierly, Norman responds, safety's on. Yeah. <laughs> Norman's great in this episode. Uh, Norman found this axe outside and it's covered in fake blood. That's what Norman says. Yes. Uh, he just happened to find this axe. And uh, Rose startles Norman and he turns around and almost like... Kills her. Chops her up with the axe. Yeah, he's dressed as a lumberjack now. Yeah, and they make a joke. Oh, because they make a joke that's like serendipitous. Like, yes. oh, I found this axe outside and I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, how perfect. And then uh, the lights go out, and there's another knock at the door. So Norman goes to get the door, and then Edgar goes, Nobody else is weirded out by that guy? (laughs) And it's Cousin Evie! What? Uh, She has an axe, and she swings at Norman, because the asylum burned down. And uh, she takes Norman hostage immediately. Yes. And Norman manages to escape, 
and then Bernard grabs her ankle. That's when we see Bernard's claw. Mm-hmm. He comes out of his hatch, uh, like Spot from the Monsters. Right. The scary monster in the basement. That's really what Bernard reminds me of. He grabs Evie's ankle. She goes down hard and hits her head in the floor. And mm-hmm. she's out for a second. She comes to and stabs Rose. And kills Rose. Yeah. And then... Like, we have a death and it's, like, very shocking out of nowhere. And then Evie starts to run. Favorite episode... Moment of this episode. <laughs> she's getting away! On it. Yeah. Norman, like... Norman just grabs his axe. He's like, I'm on it. He, like, throws the axe up and catches it in that very, like, well, Norman time. Yeah. And then we go back down to the basement and they've hooked Rose up to, like, electricity. Mm -hmm. And they're going to reanimate her. They're going to Frankenstein her. So Edgar and uh, Bernard are encouraging. Wrangle's pissed. Wrangle's, like, kind of hoping she stays dead. Right. Um... Which is a kind of a good twist, because usually in that kind of relationship, Rankle would be super upset. Mm-hmm. Like the Rocket Raccoon Groot thing. Yeah. Uh, so lightning strikes, and it takes Rose time. She doesn't come immediately alive. She farts. And that's how she comes back to life. And Rankle is horrified. And they go up and, uh, they go up and go party. Yeah. And the last thing we see is Norman out in the backyard. Burying. Whistling Brahms lullaby. And throwing dirt over a grave mm-hmm. that visibly has Evie. Yes, and others. But also other people. Yeah. And that is how the show ends. Yeah. With it can the show ends on a reveal. It ends with it no longer being that like Norman's weird. Norman is actually the serial killer. Yes. But this idea, since it's, you know, 2019, your sympathetic serial killer is someone who's killing people who, quote, quote, deserve it. Right. Like, he's not just picking off randos. He was killing sex offenders, and then he killed Evie, who was going to kill Christine, and had at that point killed Rose. Mm -hmm. He does not. We don't see him find out that Rose has been brought back. Right. So, that's the show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it's very interesting and, like, while I don't think you're gonna be making any crafts from it, it's an enjoyable time. It is. I can, I can see why it had a hard time finding an audience, though. Why, why do you say that? It's really unclear how you explain this show to people. Yeah. Because it has both, like, it's a dark sitcom. Right. Because, like, it's a beautiful young woman, her boyfriend, and four creepy Muppets living in a house together. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the six of them against the world. Yeah. Like, they have her family who's weird. I imagine there are other people in Norman's life who might have come in later. Mm -hmm. Uh, I imagine Norman must have a mother. Yeah. Like, that sets up a really good mother-in-law storyline. Yeah, that would be fun. Because Norman is clearly Norman Bates reference. yeah. And a mother-in-law would be insanely threatened by Christine. Yeah. The domestic dark goddess. Yeah. Um, And... Domestic sorceress. Yeah, the domestic enchantress. So you have all of that, and then you have obviously, like, her neighbors... 
And they do mention pretty cavalierly, like, they've killed a mailman. Yeah, uh, there's been some murders. Bernard hospitalized a male lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's obviously places for the story to go. Absolutely. And stuff set up. Like, we never really get Vivian's full story. story. And, like, we really don't know where Edgar came from. No. So there's, like, a lot of, like, things to learn about these characters in this world that I would have liked to see. And, but the other thing is it's part, like, cooking show. Right. And if you're only into one side of it, the other part can feel really intrusive. Do you think it succeeds as a cooking show? I don't think it does. Yeah. I think it's a little ace of cakesy mm-hmm. in that, like, you're not really supposed to be able to emulate what she's doing. Yeah. But I also think that maybe uh, it, it is supposed to be aspirational in that fashion. Uh, something you can't quite do. Yeah. You're pouring out your camera and I'm weird yes, out. Yes! Because I have a surprise! Okay. What are we doing? Stay there. Stay by the microphone. Okay, so for some background, I was getting a mochi last night out of my freezer. And uh, there's a cookie sheet wrapped in foil that says, don't worry about it in Sharpie. And I've spent the last roughly 19 hours being annoying with this uh, cookie sheet. Noah has his camera. Hello, Noah. There's oh it's it's one of my cake pans, it's not a cookie sheet. I didn't look that closely at it because it said don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, so I knew you were gonna say that what was being created by Christine McConnell was not something that you could do. So I did one. Okay. All right, I made <laughs> the peanut butter bowls, uh, the peanut butter bones. Okay. All right. So uh, I also. I also the pretzels! Made, that's why I had pretzel rods. I also made a video of me making every step along the way. <laughs> so this is the end and the big reveal here. So I wanted to get your reaction. This is how they turned out. It's a super cold because it's metal. And it's been in our freezer. Yeah. This is how I did on these on the peanut butter bowl. Are they still white chocolate? They are still white chocolate because yeah. they're white bunch. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> There they are! You should have let them set on wax paper. See, well, here's the thing. Here was one of the rules, was I didn't do anything that Christine McConnell didn't do. Now, yeah, they're, it's probably frozen to the pan, and if you flip them over, yeah, there's that problem. <laughs> where it was molten chocolate, so when I tried to, like, get the bottom of them, I burned myself real bad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Pretty good. Yay! So I had the problem of I kept trying to sculpt it, but every time I sculpted it, it broke and fell apart. So I didn't. I haven't gotten a chance to. I didn't really get a good chance to like sculpt it and make it more bone like. But I also haven't tried it, so I'm going to try it for the first time as well. Here, here, take the camera. Okay. Okay. Uh, just film myself here. <laughs> oh, God. 
I got all white chocolate. I wanted to get some pretzel. I want to point out that he immediately put it down on his pants. <laughs> I did. Mmm. That's pretty good. Let me get nice and up to the, the microphone so you guys can get a nice crack here. Mmm. That's some stay doomed ASMR. Mm-hmm. That's actually really good. <laughs> this also explains something? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was cleaning up last night. Yeah. And I found what now I realize is a piece of the peanut butter dough. And I thought it was just something disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I found a piece of what is now clearly this. Yeah. But I found it last night and was like, I don't want to know what this is. Well, because we didn't, we had, uh, we went out for dinner last night, so right. we didn't cook last night. So when I like picked it up, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. Well, like, I want you to also know that I destroyed the kitchen with this. And like, I, I did it all in a day. And like, there's a lot of this that's like, let it freeze for two hours. So I like, <laughs> during those two hours, I was like, clean, 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 clean. I was so proud of myself that I had left no evidence anywhere. And then I went and got us our dinner. I came home and the first thing he said were like, why is there a big thing of pretzel rods? I was like, damn it. <laughs> How did I leave that out? But you have to know. Mm-hmm. Grave robbers. I'm impossible to surprise. You are. Uh, I've ruined I ruined multiple surprise parties. I've ruined two proposals. <laughs> um, and I tried to ruin this, like, real bad. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. It is pretty so good. Pretty good. I think I actually did a decent job. I know they don't really look like bones. They sure don't. But, like, I feel like they could. Like, if I had more sculpting tools and the airbrush things and stuff like that. I actually think this is possible. If if you if you have more skills than I do, I think this is possible. I kind of want to try to make them. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that my birthday is soon, right? So you kind of used my birthday as the Trojan horse, exactly. Because um, I assumed this was something you were preparing for a nice dinner, yes, or you know a nice birthday pastry. Mm-hmm. I, I should also note that I feel like this is the only one that was possible. Maybe the spiders. Mm-hmm. I'd actually forgotten about the spiders, but like. There's nothing else on that show I think I could have. If I had found one of those spiders, I would have lost it. Yeah, you also would have killed me. Yeah, I would not have enjoyed that. Right. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to turn the camera on. There will be a video coming soon where you can see every step of the way of me making that. Uh, (laughs) Along with Laura's live reaction to having created those. Um. I can't wait to update my Twitter because I tweeted last <laughs> night about how I found that. And uh, well, I'm glad we left one bone intact so you can tweet a picture of that out. Yeah, we—they're huge. They're, they're gigantic. Here's the thing: uh, the 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 main problem I had with this is the first instruction is mix butter, vanilla, peanut butter, and confection, confectioner sugar. That's why the vanilla was in the front. That's not true. Because I used all the vanilla, the thing that I used. <laughs> Did you use the good vanilla? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I hope this makes it. 
<coughs> where we bicker about whether you use my good vanilla. But in any case, the first thing you do is mix butter, peanut butter, confectioner sugar, and vanilla, mm-hmm. and a pinch of salt. There is no instruction of how much of each. So I was just like, okay, here's on the bag of confectioner sugar was the instructions to make cream cheese icing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to replace cream cheese with peanut butter and we're going to try our best. And that's basically what I do. And I'm just like, all right, I guess this needs more sugar. So if you Google it. I did Google it, but I only went by the video. That was the rule. Okay. But I also could not find an actual recipe for it. A cup of butter, half cup of sugar. Um, yeah, a cup of um, a cup of peanut butter to half a cup of uh, sugar. This is some random Reddit commenter that you're reading. They're not an authority. That's not Christine McConnell. No. So there's also the MyRecipes.com. <clears throat> oh, she made poison. That ooh, those look cool. All right. Let's focus. I know. <laughs> I know you're all sugared out now. Oh, there's so much sugar in that. We shared one. There's still most of we it. We shared half of one. Yeah. Maybe. I ate more of one than you did, I think. That's also an entire bag of white chocolate. Jesus Christ. Because I was like, I think I'm only going to use half the bag. And like, as soon as I started doing it, I was like, that's not going to be enough. So it took an entire bag of white chocolate to make two of these. Jesus. And half a jar of peanut butter. Oh my god, that's so bad. How am I going to log this and lose it? <laughs> Abomination. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Oh my god. So that's... So that, I was not expecting that to be the end of this episode. Um, so they actually did talk about what season two would have looked like. Oh really? Because they did actually like start to plan season two. Uh, they were going to burn the house down. Really? Uh, they were going to miss Rose's bat mitzvah. And she was going to have successfully burnt the house down. Get out. So that they could redesign the house and do more like, do a little bit more like home design. Interesting. Because now, uh, since it didn't get picked up, Christine is doing From the Mind of Christine McConnell. Okay. Which is a YouTube series, uh, owing owing to copyright issues, the other characters can't appear. Which is a bummer. Although the actress who voices Rose and plays Cousin Evie, because they're the same person, uh will probably be in an upcoming episode just oh, as herself. Cool. Oh, fun. But, yeah, she, there, she did a, a couch. She wanted a sofa bed. So she, like, bought a sofa bed off Craigslist and then completely gutted and remade the sofa bed. Just reupholstered everything. And, and now is it evil as well? It's beautiful. But like, yes. Does it look like a monster? <laughs> it, it looks a little sinister. It looks very Haunted Mansion-esque. It's beautiful. Okay. Uh, but she did everything... But, like, she pretty much used the skeleton of the sofa, and that's it. Wow. Reupholstered, she fixed the cushions. Like, it's gorgeous. So, uh, she also has a Patreon, and she has Patreon-only episodes. So, if this was something you really liked, you can get more of it. Yeah. It's, but it's not the same show. Right. You can get more of her. You can get more of her. Uh, she's fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, Rose and... And, uh... Rankle and Edgar. Rankle kind of steal the show. Rose, uh, there's a Netflix... One of the reasons I'm shocked this was canceled was because Netflix actually ran a short of Rose manning the phones at Netflix. Yeah, I remember this. 
right around Christmas. It was like their little Christmas short, mm-hmm. which is why I'm mad we didn't get a Christmas special. Because Christine eventually gets Rose to leave Netflix's office by offering to make Christmas cookies with her. Mm. Yeah, this this show is super fun. Uh... It's weird. There's a lot of sex humor, uh, which a lot of parents... Some parents probably would have been okay with the macabre humor, because it's not gory. Mm-hmm. You really see no blood. Well, give it a verdict. It's a stay tuned for me. I like this show. It's a stay tuned for me as well. I don't think it should have been on Netflix. Because it's a weird show to seek out. Mm-hmm. I feel like this show actually would have done better on like an HGTV or like maybe even a food network where there are people that just kind of leave it on all day. Like, yeah, we'll see what country living is doing and stuff like that. And for that to come on and just blow people's minds out of nowhere would have created, I think, a bigger stir. I mean, we always say the history, the hype and the aftermath. There was hype for the show. Yeah, I know there was hype Um, for the show. That wasn't just from me. Uh, There was a lot of pieces about this show and about how great this show was. But I think it did struggle to find an audience because it wasn't super family friendly. Mm -hmm. And if you liked the puppet sitcom, you might not have liked the cooking aspects. If you wanted a cooking show, it wasn't really a cooking Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, it's... But it's a good show. I enjoy the... Like, I've watched it through twice now. Yeah, it's wonderful. But, like... I really think what would have helped this show is, and it's it's like basic like advertising lore and stuff like that. This was a quirky, weird show that went on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And if that's your thing, you watched it. If it's not your thing, you didn't watch it. Right. If it was on HGTV, like after, what is one of their shows? Something on the ranch? I don't know, or House or Hunters or something. Like, yeah, something like that. But, like, after, like, in that, like, crafting show block that they mm-hmm. have, like, se- like semi-homemade comes on. Keep it simple. Keep it Sandra- sparkling. And keep it semi-homemade. So you go from drunk Sandra Lee. Yeah, and then right after that, it went into Christine McConnell. And, like, it was in that situation where a lot of people would discover it randomly without knowing what it was going in. And, like... Having people discover it and rave about it and be like, this is the weirdest show, how did this get made? And also have the people get offended and, like, rant against it and complain that it exists, I think it would have blown up more. I half agree with you. I don't think burying it in a weird place in the schedule on, like, HGTV would have worked. But I think airing it right after Good Eats Reloaded or Halloween Wars would have. Yeah, that would have worked, too. Because Food Network runs a Halloween baking show. Every year called Halloween Wars. Right. That's a lot like what you see here, where it's them doing ridiculous, aspirational, crazy special effects baking. Mm -hmm. And Good Eats has a lot of the same, like, storyline. So I think if you aired it after, like, a Good Eats Reloaded or a Halloween Wars, it would have been really successful. Yeah, I also think another way to do it would be, because everything is kind of presented like... This could be great for a party. And none of this stuff is great for a party. No, you couldn't make enough of it to have... I mean, Noah and I, like, have two of these peanut butter bones. Yeah, and it took me all day, and I cut myself and <laughs> burned myself. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, th- there's a great part of the video where I'm like, all right, I got my potato peeler. It's a little dirty. Ah, damn it. <laughs> but uh, You do realize you have to put at least this much effort into my birthday now, right? I know. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to make a me pl- a... I have a plant. Is it going to be iceable? Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but I also noticed that like when this show went off, you were... You would show me stuff from her Instagram. Where yeah. it was just like, yeah, she was contacted by X to make this. Mm-hmm. It was I, food art. I kind of think a show where it was like, I've been contacted by the people who made it to make a Pennywise cake. Come with me as I make it. I think that coming at it from that angle where it was like, this is how the things your dumbass could never make actually get made. Yeah. Instead of presenting it like, this is great for a party. I agree. But I'd still want Rose and Rankle there. I would still want Rose and Rankle there, of course. Um, and Edgar. Don't forget Edgar. So yeah, hard stay tuned for me. Hard stay tuned, like, and I kind of thought, because I, I kind of watched it with you the first time. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought watching it again, it would kind of like, be dull. Yeah. But it's great. I mean, we almost went a year between viewings. That is Because we watched it October 2018 when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I watched it through. This is the second show like this, where we watched it, I watched it twice, you watched it one in a fraction times. Yeah. Because it's also over the garden wall. Yes, very true. And the jokes held up. I forgot how crass the show was, as far as Yeah, like, it is pretty crass. I loved it, though. I'm not a big fan of gas jokes. I yeah. I think they're easy, so them doing one of those is a little like, meh. But other than that... Yeah, that's the only one that I felt like. Uh, the last episode has some moments where I'm like, eh, this is okay. But the last moment does have some, the last episode had some great moments. Everything with Norman is gold in the last episode. The safety zone. Yeah. And on it. On like, it. they clearly figure Norman's character out mm-hmm. before the last episode, and he does really well. Yeah. I, 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 this show's super fun. Rose's character is gold from day one. Yeah. Christine McConnell's very interesting. What I, I wondered is... One, I was wondering if Christine possibly could have been hard to work with. Not that, like, she's a difficult person. There was a few, like, weird cuts mm-hmm. where it kind of felt like they couldn't get the sh- reaction they wanted, so they had to cut it in separately. So I was wondering if, like, maybe she's not the strongest actress. Maybe. But, like, I don't know if I buy that theory, really. I also I don't want- think that's enough to cancel a show. Yeah. I also wonder if the show was expensive or at least time-consuming. Time-consuming for sure. Because I think of, like, the semi-homemade stuff and things like that. And, like, that comes on, like, five times a week. Right. And I was like, I don't think they could do that with this show. And for this show to only have six episodes in the initial run, I think is a big, like, this show must have been very time-consuming. Everything she made, I mean, you talked about the peanut butter bones. Mm-hmm. Everything she made was crazy time consuming. Yeah, because like Good Eats takes a day to make some, to make an episode, right? I believe. To film an episode. I believe uh, it takes two or three days. Oh, really? But I think it's also, Good Eats is a weird example. Yeah. Because Good Eats also has a ton of cutaways, a ton of like, you know, he goes to the store, he's on a boat. I think it's a good parallel to this show. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it, but it is like a few days. They do like all of the cooking segments for a couple episodes in like a week. 
Gotcha. They kind of do like locate, from what I understand based on Alton Brown's Instagram, it kind of looks like they film a couple episodes worth of the Alton's in his kitchen doing kitchen things Mm -hmm. and then go film other stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm getting from his Instagram for Reloaded. The original series may have run differently. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't do a lot of Good Eats related research. This is all just stuff I know from... Just, just stuff you know. From following Alton Brown and also his dog yeah. on Instagram. So I, I bet there's lots of good reasons why this show got canceled. But... They were not... The cast was very unhappy to find out it got canceled. It got, yeah. Because they, they liked the show. Uh, she appeared at a convention called The Midsummer Night Scream, and that's where I got the information about, like, Norman mm-hmm. and... Um, I've got to say, if she ever showed up to Monster Mania... Which Ooh, is a local con. We would, yeah. Our that's one would be in I would. The car. Uh, we've gone to Monster Mania before, mm-hmm. but that's one where I'd be like, I would like to go see her. Yeah, absolutely. I would actually like pony up to go see a celebrity, and that's unusual for me. Yeah, absolutely, because she's wonderful. <laughs> so uh, yeah, strict stay doomed or stay tuned strict, from both of us. Hard stay tuned. Yeah, it's uh, all the episodes are available for you on Netflix. So be sure to check it out. What are we watching? Next week. I believe we're watching... Oh, God, this is a show that you pitched. All right, I'll say it then. We are watching Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, I was going to screw that up so bad. Yes. Laura knows almost nothing about it. I know it has six episodes, and they're all on YouTube. Yeah, I'm super excited. It ran on Adult Swim. Oh, damn it. And it is... A joy. So it should be a fun time. It should be a fun episode. So be sure to join us back from that. Where can people find us? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And uh, if you attempted any of Christine McConnell's recipes, I'm at TV's Noah. If you've been living with a creepy package in your freezer marked, don't worry about it. I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.